1: So things just heated up regarding the criminal investigation into Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Let's talk about that because justice matters. Hey all. Glenn Kirshner here. So it looks like things just went from bad to worse for Florida Congressman Matt Gates. You know, as somebody who's being investigated by the feds, by the Department of Justice, there is one I word, one word that starts with the letter I that you never want to hear. Indictment. But there's another word that is almost as concerning it's when somebody who has information about you, including possibly about the crimes you've committed, has been granted immunity. This from CBS News. Representative Matt Gates' ex-girlfriend granted immunity in sex trafficking probe. And that article begins, Prosecutors granted immunity to an ex-girlfriend of Representative Matt Gates before she testified last week in front of a federal grand jury hearing evidence in the investigation of the congressman, according to a source familiar with the matter. Gates has been under investigation to determine if he violated sex trafficking laws and obstructed justice in that probe. Gates has denied all wrongdoing. And here's the really interesting part, and the part we're gonna talk about in a minute. One of the sources said she, the witness, the ex-girlfriend of Matt Gates, has information related to the investigation of both the sex trafficking and obstruction allegations. A source told CBS News that as part of an obstruction probe, investigators are looking into whether Gates had a phone call with the ex-girlfriend and another woman who was already a witness in the federal investigation. Okay, so let's talk first about immunity and then let's talk about why the obstruction of justice angle may end up being the last nail in Matt Gates' legal coffin. But let's start with immunity. Um, why do prosecutors grant immunity? When do they grant immunity? How do they grant immunity? Let's start with the why. When a witness has information that prosecutors want, information about the crimes of others. But that witness also has a Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination because he or she committed crimes themselves. Sometimes prosecutors decide it's more important to have the information about the crimes of others than it is to prosecute or try to hold accountable the witness themselves. Maybe they're a smaller fish on the criminal uh, food in the criminal food chain. So prosecutors will grant immunity to the witness and that extinguishes their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination because nothing they say can be used against them once you grant them immunity. So that's why we grant people immunity. Um, When do we grant them immunity? Well, we grant them immunity when we really, not just want, but need their testimony. Let me use an easy example. Let's assume there is a conspiracy to commit murder and it involves two people, two co-conspirators. One is the driver to the scene of the murder and the getaway driver from the scene of the murder, and the other is the gunman, the killer. And let's assume that they commit the crime and they are investigated, they're arrested, they're charged, but we really need the testimony of one of the two co-conspirators because we don't have enough outside testimony independent of the, the two defendants to prove the crime. So this is when we would consider granting one of the co-conspirators immunity. Now, it wouldn't make sense to grant the gunman, the killer immunity, to go after the getaway driver, right? That doesn't make any sort of societal sense because you want to hold the most dangerous, the most culpable person accountable for the crime. So you might grant the driver immunity so the driver could be forced or compelled to testify against his co-defendant, the killer, the gunman. So that is when we make those decisions as prosecutors to grant immunity and, and extinguish their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. There are other ways. You can try to charge the driver alone and flip him, make him a cooperating witness, or take him to trial and extinguish his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination that way, and then use him as a witness against the gunman, the killer, other ways to go about it. But immunity is one of the main ways we would attack that, that factual um, scenario. How do we grant immunity? It's kind of interesting. There are two ways to grant immunity. One is what we call letter immunity. We sometimes refer to it as pocket immunity. And letter immunity is basically a written contract between the prosecutor and the witness who is going to be immunized, and obviously that witness's lawyer saying that we promise not to prosecute you, not to bring any charges against you in the event you testify truthfully against others. And that's a, a pretty strong enforceable contract if the prosecutors decided to try to violate the their written agreement, go back on their word and ultimately prosecute somebody and use their testimony against them once we granted them that letter immunity, that written immunity. That's one way that's I, I would refer to that as a more informal kind of immunity. Then there's a formal immunity and that involves an application to the Department of Justice that was my those were my bosses, my parent organization when I was a federal prosecutor at the DC US Attorney's Office and there's a special office at the Department of Justice that considers immunity applications and believe me it takes a lot of paperwork And once it's approved, then we end up filing a motion with a federal judge seeking a compulsion order. And it's a more formal way of granting immunity. And if the court issues that compulsion order, we deliver it to the witness, and the court has now ordered the witness to testify, and there is no way the testimony can be used against them. It's a more formal way that some say, provide some heightened protection for the immunized witness because it is accomplished via this court compulsion order process. That is how we go about granting witnesses immunity. OK, so that was maybe a longer immunity tutorial than you signed up for. So let's get to the Matt Gaetz obstruction of justice piece. So the reporting is that Matt Gates is being investigated not only for possible sex trafficking crimes, but also for possible obstruction of justice offenses. And the reporting also is that the obstruction may have involved these phone calls, a phone call with his ex-girlfriend, who is now the immunized witness who has testified against him in the grand jury, and reportedly a phone call with another woman. So let me use a hypothetical to illustrate what might be going on here. I'm not saying this is what's going on, but it kind of sounds like it might be. Let's assume that Matt Gates asked his ex-girlfriend, hey, will you call your friend and tell her not to snitch about me? Tell her not to tell the feds the truth about what I did with her, to her, in her presence, what she knows about, can you tell your friend not to testify? And let's assume Matt Gates' ex-girlfriend decided to do that. What has she done? Well, she has committed the crime herself of obstructing justice and tampering with a witness, and she entered into a conspiracy with Matt Gates to obstruct justice and tamper with a witness. So now when she is called to testify against Matt Gates about what he did about what he asked her to do. What does she need? She needs immunity, because she has a Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, because she was part of the obstruction of justice that Matt Gates asked her to commit. Again, that's a hypothetical. I can't say that is what's going on, but that fits what we've seen in the reporting. We'll have to wait to see what happens next, we'll have to wait to see if indictments are handed down against Matt Gates or others. So we prosecutors, sorry I was a prosecutor my whole professional career and I have a hard time referring to prosecutors as anything but we, prosecutors grant immunity all the time. We grant immunity to smaller criminal fish to get bigger criminal fish. And you know why? Because justice matters. Friends, as always, thank you for tuning into these daily videos. As you may know, we are an all-volunteer outfit here at Justice Matters, posting a legal analysis video every day, seven days a week. If you would like to more formally support our efforts, our content, our mission, feel free to go over to patreon.com, you can sign up to become a patron, you can become a member of Team Justice proper, And if you do, I will send you some Team Justice and Justice Matters stickers and a personal handwritten note of thanks. And as always, thank you to those of you who have gone over to Patreon.com and are supporting our mission. And as always, friends, please stay safe. Please stay tuned. And I look forward to talking with you all again tomorrow.